Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Let's take it green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, cause we're all dudes. Hey. hey. Welcome to another lecture ed- edition of the High Flyers podcast. The Black Beavers and Butthead is back once again. Your boy is Dom and Terry. This time to bring you our NXT recap. But before we get into that, my good brother, how are you? And then Dominique dodged COVID right now. I'll say that. I mean, he ain't the only one that's hurting. I mean, yeah, that's true. But he hurting, hurting. He got messed up, fam. Now, granted, it was self-inflicted because he told him not to throw in the damn towel, but, you know. It's on me. It's on me. No. That's dumb. But, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, how about you? <laughs> I'm, again, like you said, I'm doing better than Dominic Dajakovic, so I can't complain. Yeah. So... This week's NXT started off kind of, you know, on a somber mood because we had a breaking announcement from real William Regal. Keith Lee started off the show basically relinquishing the North American title, which I guess I'm okay with, only because I'd rather him relinquish it versus him lose it, and I really don't want to run the risk of him. Catching having an injury by you know pulling double duty trying to defend both titles, but I feel like it was a smidge too soon. I agree, but I will say this: in as far as like the character of who Keith Lee is, it it made perfect sense. Yeah, and I mean, and then post uh, post that William came back on camera and announced that since Keith is relinquishing the title, we're going to have a series of triple threat matches. And the winners of those matches are going to meet up at TakeOver 30, August 22nd, in a ladder match to determine the new North American champion. As you and I both know, the last time that we had a ladder match for the vacant North American championship, it was Flames. Yeah, phenomenal. So, we don't even know who's going to be in these triple threat matches. We don't know who's going to win the matches. But I'm ready for the match. It's gonna be, and the fact that it is like you know, thirty, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to pull that out and stop, man. It's crazy that it's been thirty already, right? Like, geez. I mean, you know, last year or so, it's like pulling out takeovers out their ass. So I mean, it makes sense. But still, and the funny part is like all of them has been like fired. There has been like none of them that just been like week at all so at all like the weakest one probably still is fire exactly so it's like kudos to the nxt roster and you know producers and stuff that's that's a hell of a thing to hang your head on and i mean they started off from there by you know featuring one of their new up-and-coming stars taking on somebody who's been there for a while with Dexter Loomis and Killian Dane. And it was actually a solid match, you know? 
this this was a match that got us let us see a little bit more of Dexter than what we have been seeing. Um, as far as you know, what he can do against somebody who's not completely petrified of him like Roddy has been the past few times that he got in the ring with him, or you know, a jobber. So, I I was I was interested and I enjoyed the opening. What about you? Yeah, I liked it. You know, I'm a fan of Sammy Shaw. I mean, Dexter Loomis. So. It's always good to see his crazy shenanigans. And hey, man, Robert Stone delivered. Gillian Dane asked for a match with Dexter Lewis. He got him, a, you know, he got him a match. So, hey, man, Robert Stone had a delivering promises, fam. I mean, hey, he's trying to build a brand, and that's that's how you do it, you know? Got to diversify. If you show me you a man of your word, that make me want to, you know, associate myself with you. Exactly. Now, what you do with that match, that's on you, but I at least got you that match. If you so, showed the hell, didn't win. That ain't gonna do me. You ain't asked me to come out here with you to make sure you win. But speaking of Robert Stone, he actually got a win, you know. After he got ran over yet again, he decided he got met backstage by a good old Mercedes Martinez, who basically told him that, you know, you handle all the contracts and all the outside the ring garbage that I don't care about. And I'll take care of the stuff that I do best, which is hurt people inside the room. That'd be fantastic. And I mean, look, we've both been wondering where they was gonna go with this whole Robert Stone brand, as far as you know, who was gonna be in it, if it was gonna be serious. And it looked like it was gonna be a joke for a while, especially, you know, with him getting run over, with Aaliyah really being the only person in it. But you get Mercedes and they actually, you know, let her go. This could be a nice pickup. I agree. So, yeah, it'd be interesting, man. I'm a fan of Mercedes Martinez, you know, because she did actually like real life with your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm glad that they, you know, Robert Stone got him with a nice little fortune intimidator on squad because, uh, not saying that she would like beat Riri, but. What happened between Rhea Ripley and Robert Stone probably wouldn't have been the way that we made it like the stage already around. Yeah. And uh, before I, I get to what I'm just going to call our triple main events, because all three of these matches themselves yeah. were lit, we had a, a, a fantastic backstage segment, or I won't even call it a backstage segment, video vignette with our NXT Women's Champion, Io Shira and Dakota Kai, basically, you know, telling what's going on with them. And that kick to the head. And it was literally square on the chin, too. She ain't kicked nobody that hard since she kicked Tegan back at War Games. That's because she meant it. Like, you can tell when Dakota the Kai got a little extra, like, mm, in that in that kicks. Uh, yeah, you blood out of out of her mouth. I ain't like that though. I mean, hey, yeah, spirits on. Life comes at you fast, and so does the Kota Kai's right foot. That's true. That blood on her shoe. I mean, if you got a good, you know, doctor, then you can get it cleaned up. Maybe she just walking around with it like she was walking around with Tegan's uh, knee brace for a little bit. That's what I do. So we had 
one of our three main events. We had the one of the, the first triple threat matches for you know a spot in the ladder match at NXT Takeover Thirty, featuring Roderick Strong, you, uh, <clears throat> Bronson Reed, and um, Johnny. I was going. I want. I'm gonna still call him Rebel Heart. I'm just calling no so. I don't care what nobody says. I I still listen to Rebel Heart. I, oh, I don't yeah. even acknowledge the new music. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, there's, him, something, there's something about Rebel Heart for me. I him not having the music no boy ain't got doesn't do what you're not listening to. True. And I mean, he got music. It's just trash. That's also true though. It, it's yeah. It's generic as hell. So it's a lot of music that's been going on. But what wasn't trash was this match. And look, it started off in the gates with Johnny and Roddy, you know, teaming up to try to take out Bronson. And it failed. Thick boy was 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 on it. And if this is the theme of these matches. I'm here for it because this was a damn good triple threat. Agreed. And me personally, I probably was pulling Ferrari just because I'm a UE boy through and through. So, you know, I thought it would be nice if Roddy could restart the prophecy. But at points, it was like anybody could win this match and that's the good thing. That's when you know you have a good triple threat when you don't know who's going to walk out. Because neither one of us for sure had Bronson picking up the dub. Hell no. I know I didn't. I know I for sure thought he was in there to take the pin. So, so did I. But the fact that he actually got the dub and the fact that he hung with two quicker gentlemen lets me know that no matter who else ends up in this ladder match with him, he'll be all right. Agreed. Because them some quick little boys in the ring with fam. So I know one thing. They was chopping the hell out of his chest, bro. Like, you see it when the match is over with, all you see is like welts and chest mark on his chest. That and that insecurity into the Olympic slam or that reversal to the poison runner that Gorgano hit Brunson. Oh, bro. Yeah. Y'all just go watch this match, man. Cause it was a lot of fantastic moments going on in this match. You know what? Another match that you just need to go watch. Cause it was a fantastic, fantastic match. The Orny Lorcan versus Timothy Thatcher match. Now, a lot of people not gonna like this match, and that's because they're not really a fan of, or they don't understand old school wrestling. This is the type of stuff we can watch with our mama, and they'll be fully invested with it, and not care that they don't know who these two guys are, just because it's that old school wrestling that they used to watch. I agree. They do a fantastic job, you know what I'm saying, with their chain wrestling and you know what I'm saying, they kit, they kit shooting wrestling, like yeah. Fan fantastic. 
But to be honest with you, I think that's one of the things that makes this work out so well is because it is so different than anything else that's on the card. Like, think about it. They did that, like, right after this crazy triple threat match. And then you was able to, like, slow the pace down but not lose anybody. Like, you, if it was fans, there would have been one of the matches that wouldn't have lost nobody because, like, both gentlemen did such a fantastic job. So, yeah. I know you're probably tired of seeing them, but I'll take a best to sit between these two. I mean, I, I, I'm not. After this match, you like you said, give me a best of seven. Hell, if you, even if you don't want to give us a best of seven because you feel like it'll be too oversaturated, just give us a best of three. Give us a two out of three falls. Just considering that, you know, Timothy kind of, you know, snuck the win in, you know, and he had to also use, you know, use the tight. So this wasn't like one of those dominant wins that he had, like his first go around when he had to make only tap. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for these two. So, um, go ahead and tell the boys about the Prince real quick. So, the greatness of Prince David, Finn Balor, he's basically, you know, man, NXT Championship. I'm just Coming for you, sucker. Because, <laughs> so, it's just like, so, if you had to choose out of anybody to win the North American Championship, Honestly, I'm going to go with, like, Balor. That's my pick. But, I mean, hey, none of us picked Brunson Reed to be in, so you never know. They probably try to swerve us again, but I don't think that would I mean, have been. If, if you think about it just off the top of your dome, outside of Finn, who else could realistically be North American champion? Nobody because Johnny and Roddy was in the same match. So you just took out the two other people that could have like, you know. Because you've had six North American champions, right? Right. One is on Raw in a tag team with Cedric Alexander. Yeah. One we're probably never going to see again. Definitely. The other one just stormed off of, you know, the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Other two just lost. And the sixth one relinquished the title at the beginning of the show. Gotta be Finn. Like, there's the yeah, there's nobody else. But like Plus, if you look at those same six guys, all of them are legit bona fide main event stars. Exactly. So, I don't really see them, no offense to Bronson Reed, but I don't see them going with uh, mid card unestablished talent right now. Nah, I don't think so either. But like I said, uh, all you can do is say what if, and I kind of don't need to put those what ifs in there because some of you can't see that. Well, I got a what if for you. What if Dominic Dajakovic would have beat Karrion Cross? I mean, look, bro, if somebody literally just picked picks me up and throws me and drops me on the back of my head on some concrete. I don't over know. Over a barricade, fam. Over a barricade. And I'm talking about he got his suit buttoned up all the way up to the top with the tie on and everything and did it effortlessly. He dumps you on your head over a barricade. Clears the barricade like with ease. Yeah. I'm not resting that person. 
And technically, this wasn't even a wrestling match because I'm just don't just the damn towel. Yeah, that's the that's gonna be the title of this episode. Yeah. Throw, Throw the damn towel. Because basically, Karrion Cross killed Dominique Dijakovic, and uh, Keith Lee got a ringside seat for the ending of it. Yeah, that that's really my analysis of this match. Dijakovic I mean, is dead. It's on Dominic Dijakovic, like he said. It's on me. And one eighty seven. Nah, he kicked your head. Like he smashed your head in between some steel steps. Not even just your head. Like your whole, your whole upper body was like this, like inside the steel. Like, come on, fam. And then them forearm short shots at the end of the match, bro. Like, nah, man. And you can hear every single one of them too. You gotta fight him. You gotta fight after this in real life. Easily, like you gotta square up with me. But we knew Dominic Dajakov was gonna be the sacrificial lamb, though. But not like that, though. <laughs> like, I damn, mean, at the same time, though, we ain't expect Tommaso Ciampa to get murdered the way he got murdered. Yeah, touche, touche, my brother. Cause we ain't we still ain't heard from Tommaso since he's stumbled out of the takeover. And did you blame? Nah. Exactly. So, real quick, who you got next week? Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, or Finn Balor? Finn Balor. Same. I, yeah, yeah. Whatever match he's in, that's one pick. I mean, that's the match he's in, but. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, now I'm just saying, like, whatever match he's in, that's who I'm picking. So, Finn Balor uh-huh. versus Karrion Cross. I'm gonna go carrying only because he's killing people physically right now. But you know, we ain't gonna have to like bring out the, the and demon or something. You know what I'm saying? What carrying cross versus Lance Lance Archer? Yeah, it's just not enough bodies in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? I feel Thanks. sorry for the referees that run out to, to try to make the count. Bro. The first three get knocked unconscious. I wouldn't even be one. I wouldn't even want to be outside ringing the bell, like trying to like. That's why I never like, bro, this bell ain't going to do nothing. Like hearing them, hearing you ring the bell is not going to make them stop fighting, man. Ding, 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 ding. Like, bro, who cares? We beefing right now, son. We beefing. Like, should I come grab this bell and knock him upside the head with it? Bing, bing, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, overall, uh, I give this episode of NXT a solid B+. I would be minus. Triple main event, you know, was enough to bump it up there for me. But it, it was some fluff in between that kept it from being A-worthy. But, like you said, the triple main event made it, like, washable. You know what I'm saying? Because if they didn't have that, it would kind of shutter the thing with that episode of NXT. Been like, yeah, because I mean, pretty much like seven thirty, seven forty-five, the first triple threat started off, and then from there on, it was just boom, 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 flames, and doodle. 
So, as always, you can follow us by going directly to hotflyerspodcast.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, be it Apple Music, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, so forth and so on, by searching High Flyers Podcast on Facebook and our YouTube at High Flyers Podcast and on that good old Twitter machine at Podcast Flyers, Dom's Twitter at Freshly Snipes 21, my Twitter at underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, Rascal Wave, Too Sweet, Black Lives Matter. Top guys out.